Hi, everyone, and welcome to the State of State Schools podcast. I'm your host, John Stamper, Christian author, former homeschooler, and former public school teacher. Once a week, I'll give a quick recap of the most important headlines in education and pull back the curtain on what's really happening in our kids' schools. If you're a teacher, parent, or homeschool family, this podcast is for you. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode number 26. We have four headlines to cover, all coming from the week of June 12th. Here are the headlines. Rainbow Libraries are making their way into schools. Illinois governor bans book bans, learning from Canada's mistakes, and a California bill says it's child abuse if parents misgender their own child. That's right. Story number one, there's a proposed bill in California, Assembly Bill 957, that has recently been amended to say it's child abuse for parents to not affirm their child's trans identity. The bill includes, quote, a parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity as part of the health, safety, and welfare of the child, end quote. So for any parent who does not adhere to the radical and destructive transgender ideology, you are an abuser, according to this bill. This is not a new concept or a fad. This has been around for a while. If you remember me talking about my teacher training with Chicago Public Schools in 2020, I was told that straight men abuse trans individuals, and they do so by intimidating and threatening them. This training also claimed that straight adults, not just men, but all straight adults are guilty of economically abusing the LGBT community. And straight adults are also guilty of using children. So I'm only bringing that up to show that this bill in California is not a new thing. This concept of you know, misgendering is abusive, it's been around for a while. This bill is just the next step in the process of making it state law. The amendment concerns child custody disputes under the family code where courts determine the quote unquote best interest of the child, which would include the child's health, safety, and welfare, of course. So if not affirming someone harms those three things, health, safety, welfare, then that's considered abuse. The bill passed the lower house and now heads to the Senate this week. Headline number two comes out of New Brunswick in Canada. And I think it's relevant because there are a lot of similarities between certain Canadian school policies and our own school policies here in America. So we're going to talk about two different areas, New Brunswick and British Columbia. So in 2020, the New Brunswick province implemented a school policy that said teachers had to, teachers had to use preferred pronouns for students if the student asked, no matter their age. And parents were not to be informed. That was three years ago, 2020. Then in British Columbia, there was a similar policy at the time. And in 2021, a father in British Columbia was arrested and fined $30,000 for misgendering 
his own daughter. He was denied bail, kept in jail, and is still facing legal battles and a mountain of legal bills as a result. The father described this process as, quote unquote, legal hell. Well, on a good note, back in New Brunswick, uh, they've just updated that policy to, quote, recognize the role of parents, end quote. It says that children under the age of 16 must have parental permission if they want to change their name or pronoun at school. The policy also requires bathrooms to be private and that students play on teams consistent with their biological sex. Justin Trudeau spoke out against this bill, of course, saying, quote, right now, trans kids in New Brunswick are being told they don't have a right to be their true selves, that they need to ask permission. Trans kids need to feel safe, not targeted by politicians, end quote. Oh, how terrible. Children must ask permission. Call the authorities. Kids got to ask permission from their parents. And, you know, the quote unquote true selves, Maybe they were born as their true selves and this, you know, new identity, maybe that's their fake selves. Something to think about. So listen, these teachers and these grown adults in government who are not family, they're not related to these children, but they're supposed to be trusted even more than parents. Here's what they're doing. They're discussing sexual perversion and celebrating sexual perversion with children. That's it. And they're doing this while trying to hide it from the parents. Those are not the safe adults, you know, quote unquote, safe adults. Safe adults don't do that. Predators do that. It's totally unreal to see leaders of nations undermining parents. So that approach, you know, does not end well for anybody. You know, we can learn from Lenin's USSR, Hitler's Nazi Germany, Mao's communist China. They all drove ideological wedges between parents and children, and it ended horribly, to say the least. I bring this up because the California bill I just talked about would have the same result as in British Columbia, where parents would be criminalized for raising their own children and not going along with this woke sex religion. But thankfully, some states like Florida, Iowa, North Dakota, are drawing the line and they are requiring schools to notify parents if their child requests to use a different name or pronoun in school. However, many large school districts like Chicago, LA, DC, Baltimore, San Francisco, they have policies that tell school staff to hide from the parents, to hide a child's gender identity from their parents. And if you're wondering why this trans issue or gender issue is such a big deal, Check out episode 14 of this podcast titled, Where Does Gender Ideology Come From? And you'll learn a little bit about, you know, the sexual perversion of Alfred Kinsey and John Money, who created the idea. Headline number three, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker signed a bill this week that intends to stop public school libraries from banning books, even if the books are considered sexually inappropriate or pornographic. Schools got to accept them. Under this bill, public schools will have to sign the American Library Association's Bill of Rights, which states, quote, materials should not be proscribed or removed because of partisan or doctrinal disapproval, end quote. 
The bill says that if a school decides to remove a book or they refuse to sign this agreement, then they will not be eligible to receive state grants. So there it is. Perfect example of shekels with shackles or strings attached. You must do what the government says or you won't get your money. Literally your money because it's taxpayer dollars. This is why I personally would not want school choice funds being used for homeschooling because eventually state or federal agencies will do stuff like this. They'll stop the flow of money if you don't implement the policies or teach the curriculum they want. Governor Pritzker signed the bill while standing in front of a rack of books that had been banned in other states. Books with titles such as, This Book is Gay and Gender Queer, both of which graphically describe sex acts and they even feature illustrations. So in contrast to this bill in Florida, anyone who gives a pornographic book to a child can be charged with a third degree felony. This to me is a more appropriate approach. So <clears throat> let's zoom out and understand the big picture here. First of all, there's a push all across the country to criminalize anyone who doesn't affirm a trans person, calling it abusive. I just you know, described how that played out in Canada. Then number two, there are laws all over the country, like this one in Illinois, where public schools will not receive funding if they don't provide their students with books that talk about gay and queer sex. Not only do these books talk about it, but they graphically describe and illustrate these sex acts. So perhaps you associate the state of Illinois with the very left-leaning Chicago public schools. But Illinois is a very rural state outside of Chicago, and it's full of conservative small towns. But those conservative small towns are subject to this Illinois law, the same as every other school in Illinois, the same as the Chicago schools. So if those conservative small town schools don't agree to stock these books in their libraries on the shelves, then they won't receive that grant money. So hopefully schools stand up against this immorality and this perversion, and they choose to protect children rather than cave into the corrupt government just to get some money. Headline number four, this is something that parents, teachers, and school administrators will wanna keep an eye out for. It's called a quote unquote rainbow library. So a rainbow library is a kit or a pack of books, pack of literature that K-12 schools can request from the Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network, G-L-S-E-N. This is a very prominent group in the LGBTQ community. And they provided materials for some of my woke teacher training I discuss in my book. They also work closely with the NEA, the National Education Association. So the purpose of these quote unquote rainbow libraries is to teach school staff members how to affirm gay and trans students that come out to them at school. So I wonder, is there a resource package that helps kids realize they're really straight and they're not gay, they're not trans? Does that exist? Nope. So one group member stated in a video that, quote, when a teacher or a librarian rolls out the rainbow library kit in their location, students start coming out to them because they see that adult 
as someone they can trust, end quote. So to me, this is like a chicken or the egg situation. You know, were, were the kids gay and trans first and then they came out after? Or are schools teaching this stuff to kids, celebrating it, and then the students decide, hey, yeah, that's me. I'm going to come out. I'm gay. I'm trans. You know, that's how indoctrination, grooming, brainwashing work. And that's why it's wrong for teachers to manipulate children like this. Because teachers, especially with younger students, are trusted adults. So the request form for the Rainbow Library states that, quote, two-thirds of our current books are written by queer authors of color. And 40% were written by trans and non-binary authors, end quote. And when it comes to parental involvement, this group's policy states, quote, staff or educators shall not disclose any information that may reveal a student's gender identity to others, including parents or guardians and other staff, unless the student has authorized such disclosure, unless the information is contained in school records request by a parent or a guardian, or there is another compelling need. This disclosure must be discussed with the student prior to any action, end quote. Remember, this organization, the GLSEN, they're very, very involved in schools. They provided materials for my teacher training when I was with Chicago Public Schools, and the NEA follows their lead all the time. And when it comes to gender policies, many schools are adopting the GLSEN's policy, which says not to disclose information to parents. All right, we're going to wrap up with some fast facts things that I wanted to touch on but didn't have a lot of time to get into. First of all, in a high school math class in Huntington Beach, California, students were forced to watch a pride video where two girls are making out. High school math. Gotta watch a pride video where two girls are making out. The math teacher was caught on camera discussing how some people enjoy anal sex. And when some students began to speak up about not wanting to watch this video, the teacher threatened them with Saturday school. You will watch or else. So while I know that this is not happening in every classroom in America, it has been happening more and more over the last few years. And, you know, I believe there was a time when parents in these schools thought to themselves, you know, that would never happen here. Now they turn around and boom, it is happening. I mean, these videos, these stories, they're out there. These are real schools. Someone's kids are going to these schools, and I don't think there are many parents out there sending their kids to school hoping that their math teacher talks to them about anal sex. You know, there might be a few. There might be a few parents that want that, but that's not the majority, not even close. So parents, teachers, if you want to protect your children from inappropriate sexual materials in schools, keep your eyes out and stand up if something like this makes its way into your school. Fast fact number two, you might have seen this one on social media, but a middle school in Massachusetts encouraged their students to dress in rainbow colors to celebrate Pride Week. Well, a group of students did not want to dress in rainbow colors and instead dressed in red, white, and blue. Those students chanted, USA, 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 and tore down certain LGBTQ posters around the school. So it turns out that the school failed to celebrate Memorial Day, but they made sure not to miss out on the pride celebrations. This does make sense, though. 
Our own president even said recently that the LGBTQ community is full of the, quote, bravest people he's ever met, end quote. Coming from a man who was alive during World War II and Vietnam. But these are the bravest people he's ever met, the LGBTQ community? Give me a break. So again, this all goes back to grown men and grown women in schools who spend up to eight hours a day with 13, 14, 15-year-old kids, and they want to celebrate all these various sexual lifestyles with children. Well, all lifestyles except the straight lifestyle. You know, pride celebrations are portrayed to kids as fun, cartoon, glitter, confetti, happy, you know, loving things, but it's entirely based on who you want to have sex with. That's what makes you a homosexual. That's what being a lesbian is. Gay, bisexual, queer. It's all about who are you sexually attracted to? That's it. It's the most insane, backwards, perverted thing that adults are celebrating this with kids in school. And our country is allowing these school-sponsored, state-sponsored, White House-sponsored pride events with children. You know, I say it all the time, but this isn't true in every public school in America, but it's more prevalent than you may think. The encouraging thing is that there are still moral upright teachers out there, and I think it'll be those people that create alternative ways to educate kids without this woke indoctrination. And finally, fast fact number three, if you're a parent and you want to know about the school districts in your area or your state that might be implementing parental secrecy policies, meaning that schools do not tell parents if their child uses different names or pronouns in school, then I have a resource for you. It's from a group called Parents Defending Education. And on their website, they have a tracker of school districts across the country that have some sort of parental secrecy policy. Currently, there are over 17,000 schools on the list, impacting over 10 million students. The list is not comprehensive, so if you happen to know of a school that's not on their list, you can notify them. The website is defendinged.org, defendinged.org, and I'll have it on this podcast page for you. Anyway, thanks for listening. That's this week's State of State Schools.